friends, welcome to this week's episode of To The Heart Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we examine the nooks and crannies of our hearts, where we deep dive into our emotions and thoughts and confront the scary places in our minds. I'm your host, Janice, and I'm super honored you've joined us today. We've got a lot to talk about, so if you're ready, let's buckle up and head to the heart. What is up, friends? Happy Tuesday. Another day. That's crazy. So, pause. Another day. Every time or every morning I wake up, I reflect on the reality that another day is not promised. But because we've lived so many days, we feel entitled to them. So the fact that we're here today is an amazing gift. So I just want us to pause and think about that. Like we're alive for another day. That's special. And I don't know where your day has started, where it may have ended. This might be the end of your day you're listening to this podcast. This may be the middle of the day. I don't know how your day is going, how you're feeling, but I hope that the reality that you are awake, you're alive, you're coherent, can help brighten up your day a little bit. So welcome to another day, another gift of life. I'm super excited to be podcasting today, chatting with my podcast friends. Um, What are some gifts from the last week of life that you guys have had? Like, what are some special moments? I'll pretend to listen. Mm. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. The crazy thing is that people are going to listen back to this and be like, Johnny says that to me when she's talking to me and we're in person. Does that mean that she's not really listening? No, that's not true. I'm usually listening. I will admit, though, that I do have ADHD. So paying attention in conversation is incredibly hard. And I have to make a conscious effort to hear everything someone says. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes at work, my work besties and I are, you know, having a moment, just chatting. And they say something and I completely zone out. And I come back and I'm like, yeah, so I zoned out. Can you guys repeat that? Run that back for me real quick. But I'm listening to the best of my ability. I promise. I promise. Well, I won't stall. Um, I will not keep this episode from you any longer. So today we're talking about feelings. As the episode title says, we're talking about all the feels. We're still in our series. Um, think, yes, it's think, feel, do believe. Had to think about that for a second. Think, feel, do believe. So. A few weeks ago, we started off the series and we talked about our thought lives, thought lives, excuse me. Today, we're moving on to the second thing, feelings. Now, as I was writing this episode, I realized that there's so much to talk about when it comes to feelings. As you can see, like this podcast is, you know, a feelings, emotional, relational, personal health mental, emotional health podcast. So if I could do a podcast on it, of course, it's a lot. So 30 minutes is not going to be sufficient, but I'm going to do 
the best I can to just start bringing some really kind of profound thoughts to light or share some profound thoughts. And as I was writing this episode, um, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and there were times where I wrote something and I was like, that was definitely a God nugget. So I'm excited to get into this episode, but before we talk about our feelings, let's check in with ourselves. So how are you feeling? How's your thought life? What are some reoccurring thoughts you've been having lately? What are some reoccurring dreams you may have been having lately? A lot of times I have dreams with specific themes or specific, um, yeah, I guess specific themes and they're reoccurring. It might be a different dream with the same theme. Like for years I had this dream about being chased. Um, and of course in therapy, we unpacked it and realized like, oh, this is a subconscious fear of mine that I'm having, not of being chased. It was much deeper than that. Um, So what are some of your reoccurring dreams? What are you feeling? Anxious? Happy? Content? Maybe you don't know what you're feeling. I know lately there have been times where I just can't put words to my feelings. Is there, excuse me, is there a specific situation that you're feeling challenged by? Are there any things that are bringing up any insecurities? What are some good things that you've been feeling lately? Joy? Happiness, peace, love. What are some realizations that you've been having about yourself lately? Just go ahead and check in with yourself. How am I feeling? What am I thinking? What's going on in my life? Am I creating rhythms in my life that allow me to pause? If you need to take a moment and pause the podcast and write out your feelings, write out your thoughts, maybe talk to somebody. Maybe this is where you create a rhythm of just stopping and pausing and reflecting. Like we say every week, this is called To The Heart Podcast. And for some, in order for something to get to our hearts, we have to open up our hearts. So is your heart open? Let's take a couple deep breaths. Breathing in. Breathing out. Let's imagine we're breathing in peace. We're breathing out stress. 
Let's inhale love. Imagine it being like a beautiful aroma, like flowers, just inhaling love. Exhaling fear. All right. I feel like we've checked in. If you're still with me, give me a woot woot. Samantha? Samantha's over there laying on the floor. She might need to do some emotional check-ins because sometimes I'm like, girl, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's 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 the root of this behavior, Samantha? So like I said, today we are talking about feelings. Um, and before we get into feelings, I felt like it would be important to co- start the conversation on there being a difference between or pointing out that there is a difference between emotion and feeling. I don't think many people realize that there is a distinct difference between an emotion and a feeling because we use the words interchangeably all the time. In so many instances, they're synonyms of each other. If I have an emotion, that means I have a feeling. But emotions and feelings are actually two very different things. An emotion is a subjective psychological response to an event or situation. Think of fight or flight. Let's say I'm outside, I'm walking Samantha and I drop her leash and she runs into the street. That evokes an emotion. Let's say you walk into a room where your friends are throwing you a party that you knew nothing about. Your initial response is an emotion that's different between a feeling. Now, there are six basic and universal emotions. Um, There's fear, anger, sadness, joy, surprise, and disgust. Disgust. I need to learn how to pronunciate my words better. I'm going to work on that, y'all. So let's go back to Samantha running into the street. I drop her leash. She runs into the street. My emotional response is fear. I walk into a room. My friends are throwing me a party that I knew nothing about. My emotional response would be surprise. Now, later added psychologists, later on psychologists added embarrassment, shame, excitement, amusement, satisfaction, trust, pride, and contempt as emotions as well. Now, as social psychology continues to evolve and grow, some of these they're recognizing are overlapping. So defining emotions or distinguishing emotions is a ongoing process. So we're just going to stick with the six basic and universal emotions, fear, anger, sadness, joy, surprise, and disgust. Those are emotions. Now, a feeling is a subjective sensation enacted by an emotion. So let's say we're doing, okay, I'm going to repeat that. Feelings are subjective sensation enacted by an emotion. So feelings represent how we experience an emotion. So an emotion is a psychological response. Let's say we're pre- uh, what's it called? Like pre-downloaded. We already have pre-downloaded emotions. 
But feelings are subjective. Those are things that we learn and develop and adapt as we go on. So let's go back to Samantha running into the street. So she runs into the street. My emotion is fear, but my feeling is anxiety or helplessness. The party example, the emotion, I walk into the room, had no idea this party was being thrown. My emotion is surprised. My feelings are excited, maybe confused, maybe startled. The, a, a key difference between an emotion and a feeling is that feelings are more detailed and the list is vast. So there's something called the feelings wheel, and I'll include it in the show notes. And basically, the feelings wheel breaks down all of our emotions, and then it goes, it's, it's basically, it's a wheel. I don't have, you would have to Google it. Pause and Google. All right, you're back. Welcome back. So on the feelings wheel, it breaks down every emotion. So it breaks down all of what emotion or feelings you'd feel under the emotion of fear. All of the feelings you feel under the emotion of anger. And it's really helpful in counseling and just in communication in general, because sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, we don't have words or we don't understand the emotion we're experiencing or the feelings we're feeling. So what the feelings wheel does is it helps us to say, oh, okay, here's a word that describes what I'm experiencing emotionally. Yeah, this is what I'm feeling. Now, the University of West Alabama did a research and they said a feeling is the result of an emotion and may be influenced by memories, beliefs, and other factors. Aha! Uh-huh. I feel like Vanessa Lachey on the Love is Blind, uh, the Love is Blind reunion. Aha! Uh-huh. So we're going back. This ties into the whole idea of think, feel, do, believe. Our emotions. I'm sorry, our feelings are the result of an emotion. So I can only feel something if I have an emotional reaction. I can only feel anxiety if I experience some type of emotion that is related to it. But my feelings are influenced by my memories, my beliefs, in other factors. Other factors can be relationships, um, societal norms, um, just, yeah, societal norms. So let's use memories, for example. The last time I experienced the emotion of surprise, it may not have been in a good moment. I may have been surprised by a diagnosis. So when I walk into this room for this surprise party, my emotional experience is surprise, but my feelings are dread, anxiety, um, sadness. Oh, sadness is an emotion. See, it's so difficult. Emotions and feelings. I'm so you. I'm I'm learning with y'all. So when I was doing trying to write all this, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna be com- I'm confuddled and confused and confounded. But basically, my feelings are based on my experiences. What I remember when I had the emotional experience of fear. So some of us have the emotional experience of fear, but tied to that was somebody who emboldened us and empowered us to overcome that fear. So fear isn't crippling to us. But some of us 
may have experienced fear and that fear was just compounded on and someone just continued to instill the fear or make the fear bigger and worse. So now my feelings match that experience because my memories are like, oh, remember last time you felt fear? Um, Let's try to avoid that to the best of our ability. So today we're going to focus on feelings. I hope that I explained that well. I did the best I could. I I am not a I actually am a psychology minor, not a psychology major, so that'll be my my uh my scapegoat. But in episode 7, I shared that the premise of this entire series is that what we think dictates what we feel. What we what we feel determines what we do, and what we do reinforces what we believe. Now, when we differentiate emotions from feelings, we begin to see the influence our thoughts have on what we feel. So most of what we feel is honestly our brain trying to protect us. Think about it. When I experience joy, myself personally, that's an emotion, I feel exposed. Why? Because in my life, joy has often been the precursor to pain. So my mind has created a quote unquote shortcut saying this emotion indicates that joy, that, that this is dangerous. If you're feeling joy, Johnny's, that means something painful is about to happen. So we're treading on dangerous territory. But is that true? Is every joyous experience I have going to be accompanied by pain? No. Likelihood is not, but will some of the joyous experiences I have in life be accompanied by pain? Yes. Statistics say yes. So this is why feelings are excellent indicators, but terrible leaders. When I feel exposed by joy, me, Janice, this is an indication that there is healing that needs to take place in my heart. What I'm feeling is real, but what my feelings are communicating is not true. So I'm feeling exposed. That is real. That is a real experience. But what they're communicating is not true. Just because I experience joy doesn't mean I'm going to experience pain. So this is why your feelings should have a voice, but they should never have a final say. They should have influence, but they should not have ultimate power. And this is coming from somebody who is a feeler. Now, I will say that in the last two to three years, I don't feel like I've been as emotionally connected as I usually am. I don't feel like my usual emotional self, which in some ways is healthy. In other ways, it's room for healing and growth. But I'm not saying this to somebody who's like feeling schmealing. So this is someone who usually has taken feelings very seriously. Like to feel is a big thing. And and feelings matter to me. Now, we're going to feel things all the time. Because we're always having emotional experiences. And every emotional experience is, is um, influenced or Every emotional experience is attached to a feeling. Everyone. And our feelings are telling a story. 
But we have to decipher if the story is a story that we're currently living, the story that's currently unfolding in our life, or is this a story our mind is recalling? I'll use this as an example. Let's say I meet a man and this man, he expresses a deep affection for me. Now I feel a range of emotions. That's something you can do. You can feel more, you can experience more than one emotion at once. So this man, he expresses a deep affection for me. And I, I, I feel or experience, <clears throat> see, I experience the emotions of surprise, joy, and fear. Now the feelings I land on are feelings of being rejected and worthless. But that doesn't correlate. This man has just expressed a deep affection for me. The emotions are surprise, joy, and fear. All making sense. The feelings are rejected and worthless. Why do I feel rejected and worthless in response to someone loving me? Because my feelings are recalling and retelling a story where another man expressed his deep affection for me. I opened my heart to that love and it resulted in him rejecting me, which left me feeling worthless. Does that make sense? My feelings are telling a story, but they're not telling the story that is currently unfolding. The man that's expressing his affection today is not the same man who rejected me in the past. But my mind has yet to associate this experience with new feelings. And because our feelings are so deeply intertwined with our thoughts, I have to do the work of rewiring my brain and letting my heart know every story that starts with love doesn't end with pain. When we let our feelings run the show, we live in false narratives. And the truth is, past narratives are false narratives because they aren't today's truth. Just because I was rejected yesterday doesn't mean I'll be rejected today. Let me say that again. When we let our feelings run the show, we live in false narratives. Past narratives are false narratives because they aren't today's truth. Are you living in today's truth or are you living in yesterday's story? Isaiah 43, 19 says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. When we live in our feelings and by our feelings, because there's a difference, we can live in our feelings and or we can live by our feelings, meaning I just sit and whatever I'm feeling, and I just allow my life to ebb and flow based on what I feel, or I can live by my feelings, letting my feelings determine everything I say or do. And I've done both those things. It's not healthy. But when we live in our feelings and by our feelings, we miss the new thing God is trying to do. When God asks us, don't you see the new thing I'm trying to do? When we're living in and by our feelings, our answer is no. I see the past thing that happened to me. I see the past mistake I made. I see the past man or woman who rejected me. Why? Because those feelings 
conjured by my thoughts because I'm sorry, because those are the feelings that are conjured by my thoughts when I experience the new that God is doing. When I make a new friend, the feelings are the thoughts I have about past friendships bring feelings that kind of make the new feel like what I experienced in the past. So we have to ask ourselves, what has been etched into our minds from a past season that we are living from now? What has been etched into our minds? And I'll even go as far as to say, what has been etched into our minds and our hearts from a past season that we are living from now? Our verse from this series is Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So how do we perceive the new thing God is doing? We can only do that by renewing our minds. The number one way to renew our minds is to saturate it with God's truth. What does God say? Who does God say he is? Who does God say I am? What does God say about my fear? What does God say about rejection? What does God say about my past heartbreak? What does God say about the friendships that I lost? What does God say about my setbacks in my career? What does God say? I'll never forget this analogy that um, one of my pastors, Pastor Liz, she shared, Pastor Liz, she shared in a past sermon. It was like a year or two ago. And she said that no one without training would get up one morning and expect to run a marathon successfully. Like, I wouldn't wake up tomorrow and think to myself, I could run a marathon and crush it. I could do that right now. I could go sign up for a marathon tomorrow, crush it in a week. I wouldn't think that. I don't think that. Why? Because I recognize it takes time and discipline to develop the muscle and endurance for me to be able to run a marathon. Why don't we have that same approach when it comes to renewing our minds? Why do we think, I heard this sermon, I said this prayer, I memorized this verse, bam, renewed mind. Why do I think that I can undo 31 years of stinking thinking and two months of dedication? Now, that's not to say that God cannot do something miraculously because he can. God can do a suddenly. God is the God of the suddenly, but God is also the God of the process. We will experience suddenlies, but we will also experience the process. And renewing my mind is not going to happen overnight. Renewing my mind is not going to happen in two months. In fact, renewing my mind will not just be a thing that happened in two years. Will my mind be more renewed than it was the two years when I started? At the beginning of the two years I started? Absolutely. But renewing our minds is a daily decision. What you think 
is physically embedded in the makeup of your brain. They're called neural pathways. And when it's just like creating a pathway in the woods. If I'm the first person to walk in uncharted territory, it's going to be very difficult. I'm creating a path. The first time I walk it, challenging. Second time I walk it, challenging. It will probably take a good, I, I don't know, 40, 50, a good f- many travels through that same pathway for me to be able to just make that path a smoother journey. That's the same thing that's going on in my brain. The first time I go and I try to think positively or I try to renew my mind or I allow the Holy Spirit to renew my mind, because really it's the work of the Holy Spirit. We're just being obedient. The first time I'm obedient in that, it's going to be hard. The second time is still going to be hard. The 10th time is probably still going to be hard. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take patience perseverance, it's going to take a lot. It takes time. And not only does it take time to create a new pathway, you also have to stop traveling the old pathway because the old pathways have to be less traveled to the point where they diminish. And what's when you're stuck in an emotional situation, when you're experiencing large feeling. When you're experiencing something super emotionally charged and your feelings are telling you all these different things, your thoughts are all over the place, it's easy to take the the road that has been traveled most. So you're doing two different things. You're choosing not to go down one road while you're also choosing to create a new road. So I'm telling myself I can't keep going down this road because I'm only enforcing these false beliefs. I'm enforcing these lies, but I also have to do the hard work of creating this new road that's never been traveled in my mind before. And that takes time. It takes time for a pathway to diminish and it takes pathway, takes time for a pathway to be created. And the goal is never to have a completely renewed mind by tomorrow. Let's just start with recognizing one toxic thought. Then let's move on to surrendering that thought to God. We don't have to memorize the entire Bible. Let's just start with memorizing one scripture. We don't have to identify every single feeling. Let's just start with one. We don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. Let's start at 6.30. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you renew your mind? One moment, one decision, one act of obedience, one act of surrender at a time. I know that we got kind of deep in emotions and feelings and all that psychological or sociological talk. I know this was a lot. So, of course, that's why we keep it at 30 minutes so you can have time to process, re-listen, digest, pray, talk to a friend, talk to a therapist, any of that. But my hope and my prayer and my challenge to all of us this week is to choose to renew our minds step by step, moment by moment, minute by minute, 
second by second. Let's not believe the lie that we have to have it all figured out by tomorrow, that we're too late, that we're running out of time. No. God is the author of time and he's the perfecter of my faith. So he's in this with me and, and, and scripture says that he is faithful to complete the work that he's begun in us. So let's not depend on our doing. Let's depend on his faithfulness and just continue in obedience to him. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. I hope that in my jumble of talking and me trying to figure it out as I'm learning and teaching that it made sense. If it didn't, feel free to slide into my DMs. If you want to continue today's conversation, you can always visit me on Instagram at To The Heart Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us so you don't miss another conversation. And friends, as always, please remember, you are worth knowing, you are worth seeing, and you are worth loving. I'll chat with you guys next week, all right? Peace!